first verse of the book, Job is presented as a blameless and upright man. The Lord is proud of Job's matchless virtue. Job fears God and shuns evil. And even when calamity falls, he does not sin by cursing God. Instead, through all his laments and complaints, the Lord is still able to conclude in Job 42 and verse 7 that his servant Job has spoken what is right. And yet, in chapter 42, verse 6, Job says this. Uh, I'll read from verse 5. My ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. And at that point, we think, "Uh uh-oh, Job has has got these uh, self-esteem issues. We'll need to work on that with a therapist. Um, But actually, Job here, he hasn't been esteeming himself at all. He hasn't had the chance to think of himself, even for a moment. This self-appraisal is not the fruit of lengthy meditations upon his sins or his sufferings. Job has not been sat in a spiritual sulk, cursing himself because he's so stupid or fat or ugly or unpopular or any of the labels that we hang on ourselves. In fact, for four solid chapters, Job has not had a single thought about himself. That's because from Job chapter 38 all the way through to 41, the Almighty has been answering Job out of the storm. So in chapter 42 and verse 5, Job summarizes exactly where his self-appraisal has come from. He says, My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. My, My eyes have seen you, right? Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. I despise myself, says Job, only by comparison with the Lord. Upright Job falls flat on his face and confesses his total unworthiness. And that is a good, right, true, and psychologically healthy thing to do. Not that Job wondered to himself, you know, what, what would be the, you know, the correct response to meeting my maker. He's not thinking it through. This is just the natural response for a human to see God like this is to fall flat on your face. But it is healthy to do so. You know, there is a wrong kind of self-hatred. Of course there is. But usually it's because our kind of self-hatred is the wrong kind of self-hatred. It's about our kind of self-hatred is not looking to the Lord, but looking at ourselves and being absorbed in our own despair. You know, we've all been there to some degree or another, and it's wrong. But it's wrong mainly because of where we are looking when we put on the dust and the ashes. If we're looking at ourselves in order to hate ourselves, that is just ugly, fruitless, unhelpful. It's just curving yourself in on yourself, and that's no good. But there is a way of looking to Christ and then repenting in dust and ashes and saying, I despise myself. I know that doesn't sound like a particularly modern thing to say, and you won't find it in pop psychology, but you will find it all over the Bible. Think of the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 6, he sees Jesus in the temple, seated on the throne. We know that it's Jesus in the temple because, uh, A, no one has ever seen the Father, and B, because in John chapter 12, it explicitly says that this is Jesus in the temple. So here is Isaiah looking at Jesus, high and lifted up, and the angels are calling out, holy, holy, holy. The temple is shaking, smoke is everywhere, and Isaiah cries out, Isaiah 6 verse 5, Woe to me! I am ruined. I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Isaiah was not feeling particularly sinful that morning. No one was reminding him of his past sins. He felt no guilt at all until he saw the King. And then he said, Woe is me, I am undone. 
Or think of Peter in the Gospels fishing, and, and there is Jesus, and there's this miraculous catch of fish in Luke chapter 5, and, 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 and there he is. You know, Peter realizes he is being confronted by the Lord of Isaiah chapter 6. And, and in, chapter, in Luke chapter 5, verse 8, Simon Peter falls at Jesus' knees, and he says, Oh, go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. Peter confesses to being a sinner when he sees the glory of Jesus. Again, Peter has not just remembered some sins from his past. Uh, he hasn't woken up feeling particularly guilty. It's just that he's met Jesus. He sees the Lord. And then he realizes, look, I just don't match up. This is how to get a true self-esteem, a true estimation of yourself. Don't look at yourself. Don't look at your achievements. Don't look at your failures. Look at Christ. And when we see the awful chasm by which we fall short of Him, when we're set to pick up the dust and the ashes and to despise ourselves, then we look to Christ again. And we find the same Lord who met Isaiah in the temple and instantly cleansed and called him. We meet the same Lord who met Peter in the boat and instantly cleansed and called him. You see, first Isaiah and Peter and Job are driven down, but then they are raised up to glory and to grace. And that's our pattern. When we look up to Christ from our lowly position, that's when we get a sense of self. And, and we get a sense of, of courage and hope that is far beyond anything that the self-esteem movement could ever dream of. Listen to these words uh, which Elihu speaks to Job in Job 36 from verse 16. Elihu says to Job, in all his dust and ashes, God is wooing you from the jaws of distress to a spacious place free from restriction, to the comfort of your table laden with choice food. First there's distress, then there's comfort. And that's what happens when we look to the Lord. First we look and he drives us down to dust and ashes. But we look again. And he raises us to restoration and feasting. So if you're feeling like you are in dust and ashes, if you're feeling like you despise yourself, don't try to have better self-esteem. Don't esteem yourself. Esteem the Lord Jesus. Look up to him and know that this is what he is up to in all your dust and ashes. And when you realize this, then you will have a true estimation of yourself, a true estimation of life, and a true estimation of the Lord. In all your dust and ashes, realize He is wooing you from the jaws of distress to a spacious place free from restriction, to the comfort of your table laden with choice food. Mm -hmm.